Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that's 1490 True Talk Radio, streaming live at klgo.net. And in the studio with me, of course, is First Lady of Love, founder and creator of uh, Love Talk and also the Good News Journal, Miss Evelyn Davison. Yay! Yay! <laughs> you know, every week, Cindy, as I'm coming in to... Uh, KLGO, this beautiful studio we have looking out over the city. Uh, I am just so grateful to be here and to be alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you be, and I are grateful to be anywhere. And to be born for such a time as this. And uh, you know, every week we come and talk about what God's done this week or what we've done. And there's no way we can do anything unless God's in it. I tell you, it is a fact of life. Uh, last week, Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Dan was here with um, uh, Bill Swell because Bill Swell comes on yeah, after us. People's with, Pharmacy. He, yeah, and uh, what a group. Yeah, and and so I was bubbling around, you know, like I just kind of bubble here and bubble there, and and so Bill said to Dr. Dan, said uh, he looked at me first. He said, "Evelyn, tell Dr. Dan how old you are," and I said, "Bill." <laughs> How rude. No, I, mean, I just thought, you know, uh, because we'd met before. And so he said, then Bill said to Dr. Dan, said, you won't believe her when she tells you, but Evelyn, tell him. And I said, well, I'm 81 years old. And this uh, next month, then I'll be married 62 years. And he said, well, I would never have believed it. And I said, well, I tell you, it is a fact of life, and I live it every day. But it, it's ex- one of the reasons, Cindy, that I stay so excited about life is because you and I are in a position to see what God's doing, not only in our city, but across this state and our nation, mm-hmm. as God's called us both into that area of ministry, apart from just getting on the radio and talking. That's uh, the thing people don't understand. Well, you know, we've had just an incredible, uh, exciting journey with God. He has been so good and generous to us. And that doesn't mean to say that we don't have our trials and tribulations, girlfriend, because we have that too. But just the fact, like you said, to be in, in a position, now the position we're talking about isn't top down, isn't top dog, isn't, you know, isn't a title or anything like that. Uh, but it is just just that place like Zacchaeus in a tree. And, and Jeremiah. Just, that's you know. right. Just to be able to see God. But I was going to tell you today. Now, I know we've we got a lot. We always have oh, too, too we'll never much. Get today. So I wanted to tell you, I wanted to just tell you I was depressed. You are depressed? Yeah. I know you're excited, but I'm depressed. Because well, why are you depressed, girlfriend? I know. Let me. T- so we went out for this really nice dinner. We've got a big weekend this weekend. It's Father's Day, and, yeah. and it's uh, Jimmy's mom's birthday. And so we went out to this really nice restaurant. And, of course, you know, I had to start at 2 o'clock because then there were toes. And, then, and you know, 2.30, I had fingers to do, you know. <laughs> you know, I had things to I had, you know, hairs to cut, you know, and I had things to tuck in and things to lift up and things to, you know, it took me until 5 o'clock. You know, I'm three hours. Getting ready. That's right. And so I show up to get Jim to take him down to, you know, to get his mom to go to the restaurant. And that guy walks out. 
And he has on this raggedy t-shirt. He's worked. He has a dress shirt on, but underneath his dress shirt is this raggedy <laughs> t-shirt. That, you know, the, the edge of it is completely. And then he's, and we're going to a nice restaurant. And so then he gets out. You know, at the at the parking lot, and I see that his pants are ripped, and I was like, you know, I spent three hours tucking, pulling, yeah. lifting, Playing you know, that's right, painting. Yes. And here's this man. I thought, you know what? I love men. Uh-huh. Because they don't ever have to be depressed because they never know if they're tucking or lifting anything. And there he was. He was as happy as a clam at this oh. restaurant. He didn't care if his pants were falling off or down or anything. And here I was. You know, I've been three hours. I was already worn out by the time we sat down at the. So that's what, you know, that was my, my thing. You know, I'm just. But you, are you depressed today? Well, I have this little thing, you know, it's just going to read real quick. It says, men are happier people than women. <laughs> I love this. And, Let us say that, you know, this is our Father's Day program today. Yeah, just We're case. not going to bang on men. No, I know. Yeah. So here, here's, the, because what? They're, they have the same last name forever. <laughs> the garage is all theirs. Weddings automatically, magically take place. Juan, that's for you, your three girls. Oh, you can be president. Oh, here's another one, Juan, for you. You can never be pregnant. Uh, car mechanics tell you the truth. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Wrinkles add character. Uh, now, now that one, you know, we don't ever get that. Uh, nobody ever stares at your chest when you're talking. <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> And phone conversations never take over 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. If I've ever had a 30-second phone conversation in my no, life. Either. <laughs> anyway, Evelyn, that's, that's our introduction to I love men. You love men. Yeah. I have, I'm clueless. I don't know where they came from. I don't know what they're thinking. Gently, they're not thinking anything. They came from dirt, honey. (laughs) That's what the scriptures say. God picked up a piece of clump of dust and put us together. Well, you know, when we stop and think about how blessed we are as women, uh, it is primarily because God has placed in our lives uh, that balancer, I call it. Van is my balancer. This week we sat down and we looked at a number of different things to see, you know, what is it that we could do to get more energy <laughs> to do what it is we do. But, I, you know, we do want to say today to all of you here, fathers, we are just thrilled and we want to congratulate you. And especially today we have a special congratulation. That's right. Hey, uh, when I mentioned Juan's name, many of y'all know that gorgeous, beautiful voice that you hear on the air. Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but there's a gorgeous, beautiful beautiful man of God that uh, accompanies that voice who has a fabulous uh, family. And uh, Juan, what happened to you this week? Well, um, my uh, wife gave birth to a baby boy on Monday evening, um, 8.3 pounds. Um, Eight? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, uh, Jude, Jude Martinez. And uh, I... I couldn't be more grateful. Uh, I'm a little emotional right now just thinking of the joy. And what did you name him? Uh, Jude. 
Jude. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's half-brother of Jesus. I'll tell you, he's got a love. He has a large legacy behind him and a great future before him. Well, congratulations. We just wanted our audience to know that today because we are going to be talking about fathers. We are going to have John Woods, who is the father of four adopted children, give us a call today as we in our second segment, and so you'll want to be sure and stay tuned for that. But Cindy, some exciting things. You know, we talk about what happened yesterday, but some really exciting things are coming up in the next few weeks, and let's talk yeah, about Yeah, tell us about that, because uh, frankly, that's, you know, now depression number two steps in. <laughs> you know, I start looking at the calendar, and I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus, you're going to have to... You're going to have to do something real big here. But, yeah, we've got a bunch going on. Let's First of all, let's talk about the station because of uh, incredible things going on here. You know, we are we are broadcasting both on 99.3 and 98.5 FM, moving and uh, paralleling right now at 1490 AM, which is a heritage station here in Austin. And so that's, that's uh, our exciting news as we look to reach to uh, – a much broader listening audience mm-hmm. in Almost the million people yeah in the uh, central area all the way up uh, into past uh, Waco Waco Kalil, that's right and all the and way Kalil, yeah Hood, to Fort North, Hood, that's yeah. exciting and northern uh, the northernmost po- uh, part of San Antonio also we just want to talk about our business of the month that's Ray Garner's Insurance Family and Triad Ministries also they're very involved in Samaritan's Pearl and have a ministry mm-hmm. to motorcyclists, and uh, they uh, their newest endeavor is out at the Sportsman's Cafe, nine miles outside of Lago Vista, fourteen thirty one, nine miles from Marble Falls, and got the Good News Journal coming out. Absolutely, the July patriotic issues out. Cindy, we added four more pages of color, and is absolutely um, uh, exciting. Uh, this this week just. Seems like that activity just—it's like the station. We're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. We've added the Taco Bells in the Austin area. Are we are adding them? There are 56 of those that are owned by our friend uh, Dirk Dozier, and so we're adding all of those. And just uh, in this issue, we have an ad uh, from the Heidi Group, and it is um, an ad for signing for the position. Uh, I meant petition uh, that. Um, Chris Texans are pro-life, and so we would encourage you to pick up a copy of the Good News Journal at your Walmart mm-hmm. or Taco Bell or Bob Bullock Museum or the jail. If you go to jail, we got to we have Either at Central Market, too, right next to all of the gay and... <laughs> Central Market because there's everything that you can imagine in Austin. There sits the Good Good News News Journal, and I'm like, hang in there, baby, hang in there. But, Cindy, we've got some things coming up pretty quickly uh, in our planning stages that we need to do. Oh, Evelyn. Okay, let's do. We are excited. Evelyn's excited about them. She'll drag me alongside me and Bam. (laughs) Me and Bam will be the two of yours. Yeah, that's right. Uh, September 25th uh, is the fall extravaganza for. Uh, awesome Pregnancy Resource mm-hmm. Center for those who've gone before. You'll be a speaker there. We've got then September 26th will be the See You at the Pole. October 3rd and 7th will be the Summons up in Washington, yes. D.C. There'll be a solemn assembly hoping to have 50,000 
intercessors there. That's uh, one of the ministries that you and I are very involved in, which is National Day of Prayer. And then what's going on October the 27th? Well, that's our fun fall. Uh, we call our fall fundraiser, and it's not if you indeed necessarily is it much as it is fun. We'll have our auction, and it is that uh, uh, one um, fundraiser that we have for National Day of Prayer, Texas uh, National Day of Prayer as well. And uh, to fund our billboard campaign and our media. And uh, so that's exciting. It's on October, October 27th, Saturday night. Be at the quarters again this year with Ed Horn and Elizabeth Horn, who are with Wiltshire Homes, mm-hmm. to be our hosts. And uh, one of the things that we're looking forward to, and there will be a lot more as, as, as the calendar fills up, but there's going to be a special Veterans Day. I know that that's something that Randy Phillips was doing mm-hmm. on well, November the 11th, a concert and rally for the truth. I'm really, you know, not only uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean, Randy Phillips, mm-hmm. uh, but Mike Huckabee and Larry Gatlin. I know. Awesome. So we do have some things ahead of us. And we'll have some tickets for that. Yes, we will. Uh, you know, it's time for us to take our break. You know, we are coming back, and we're in this series called Jesus, the Perfect One, and we're talking about really what it is to leave a spiritual legacy. And this week we're talking about God's secret weapon, families and fathers. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That is 1490 AM True Talk Radio. Reminding you that we're streaming live at KLGO.net. You can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. Evelyn, we did our introductory portion of the program saying that, you know, we're in this series called Jesus the Perfect One. And, you know, of course, the series has been all about what Jesus, the covenant of Christ with us and what he left behind for us because so much people have a tendency when when someone is physically not present to re- to think they're absent mm-hmm. you know but but really we've reviewed and talked about all that Christ has finished and done and deposited and has covenanted with us through the Holy Spirit and now we're talking about well culturally if you want to live at peace with God and we're trying to figure out as a nation you know who it is we're going to elect who we're going to put in office what laws we're going to pass, but really what you and I are walking through are the principles of how you live a godly life and how as a nation and a people group you live a godly life to be at peace with God that all would go well with you. And of course the first principle that we walked through was the, the dignity and the value of human life. And we're calling these God's secret weapons. And we did that through Ephesians mm-hmm. where God just says, you know, he's making plain what has been secret. And so it's a little play on words. And now we're talking about faith and family. You know, one of the key foundational things that God has done uh, for us 
through families, faith, and fathers. And I know we have a special guest. Do you want to? We do have a special guest today. We're going to be talking to, and that's Reverend John Woods. And John is uh, a good friend. He is the children's pastor at First Baptist Church in Pflugerville, and uh, FBC out there is one of our sponsors. And uh, we just want to take this opportunity to welcome John and, and say thank you for the work he's doing. Good morning, John. Are you with us? I am, Evelyn. Good morning. How are you? We are wonderful. How are you after a week of vacation Bible school? Well, I'm good. We're trying to recuperate a little bit today and excited about the weekend. And But we had a great week, and God really did some some very incredible things. Lots of kids' lives changed, lots of kids that made professions of faith, and we just had a super, super week. How, how did family respond to that, um, John? You you have a family night uh, where families we, come in. We do. Yes, we do. We have a family night on Thursday night. We have about um, usually about 300 kids, give or take, um, that are there every week, uh, that are there every year during Vacation Bible School week, and that was no different this year. And family night usually is the culmination of all the hard work, and we invite parents and families to come and and hear what God has done and and see what the kids have learned and growing this year. We have an aviation theme, but it's centered around experiencing God's power and how awesome and how incredible um, God's power is at work in our life. We looked at stories about Joshua and Daniel and then how God sent Jesus and then God raised him from the dead, how God has power over all the circumstances. We even had um, a couple of physical demonstrations of that this week. We had a, a hot air balloon one morning. Um, we had an airplane, uh, airplane. We had a a helicopter fly in. Um, my boys and I got to fly in with a oh, helicopter pilot and demonstrate that. We did that on family night, and, and it was a great visual demonstration of how incredible God's power is. And um, God really used that and uh, all the team there at our church to uh, provide a great uh, growing time, learning time, and life-changing time for um, many families and many students this week. Well, we want to congratulate you on that, John. I know how hard that work is. I'm old now, and I don't, I'm not able to do vacation Bible school. But I can tell you, in the years that our boys were growing up, it was a major, major time in our life, even as the boys became teenagers and were involved in uh, the activities Absolutely. of helping young children. Well, we are talking, as Cindy mentioned today, that this nation was founded on faith and our forefathers were blessed uh, with uh, wisdom and guidance from God in setting forth principles that not only would bless a nation, but would bless families. And right. we, the first one, as Cindy mentioned, was uh, the value or the dignity of human life. Now, I know that you and your wife, precious wife Jennifer, are the uh, father, you're the parents of four children. And um, you, um, these are adopted children. Uh, I yes, want right. us to talk a little bit about how the Lord led you uh, in that direction, that you would uh, open up your heart and your life uh, to what we call uh, the lives of those that are God is seeking to pour life into. Let's right. talk about that a little bit. Okay, well... Um, Jennifer and I, we were married in 1994, and, and we both had a strong desire to have children and to have a family, and um, and we pursued that for um, six, seven, eight years, trying to have children, and we, we pursued many avenues um, unsuccessfully for a lot of those years, trying to have biological children, and, 
And uh, finally, in 2002, in the spring of that year, God allowed um, Jennifer to um, get pregnant, and we we were expecting twins. And oh. Jennifer um, carried those babies for about 20 weeks. Um, and at 20 weeks, everything had gone smoothly. She went into preterm labor, and um, eventually, uh, those um, those babies were born. But they were born. Um, at that stage of her pregnancy, and they were born and, and only lived just a few short hours. Mm. So through through that loss, it was a very obviously a very um, heart wrenching, uh, grieving, very very challenging time in our life um, that God used. We had a lot of a lot of support around us, a church family that loved us, and encouraged us, and helped us through that. But it was the most difficult time in our life, and yet at the same time. God used that kind of as the catalyst for beginning to pursue and be open to um, having children in another avenue uh, as in adoption. And mm-hmm. uh, about a year later, Jennifer um, became very open to that. She more so than I initially, and God really worked in my heart to bring me to the place where where she was. Um, How exciting. We were, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, that is very exciting. You know, she prayed and God brought you along. Absolutely. It took me about four or five months, a little longer than than um, where she was already at. And, and one morning in my quiet time, I was reading in Psalm 37 and talks about waiting on God and how God um, will bless you. And, and we, we um, I told called her that afternoon, that morning, and we had lunch that day and told her God had really arrested my heart and we mm-hmm. we were on the same page and began to pursue that and as a result we were we were licensed as foster adopt parents and um that was in the the spring of 2004 and uh, april of that year god brought um a foster daughter which is our daughter brenna she was three months old and at the mm-hmm. same time we found out our two boys who were two and four at the time were available for adoption and that October, we finalized their adoption, uh, Brandon and Bradley, who are, I can't believe now, Evelyn, now it's, it's eight years. I know. Now. And um, and Brenna is now eight. We've had her since she was, as I said, three oh, uh, months old. And then a couple of years later, uh, Brenna's uh, biological sister, Bethany, became available. And in 2007, we adopted her as well. So we have biological brothers and biological sisters and we have a, a beautiful family of six well, four children do, and John and they are smart. I, we had you on one Saturday and uh Rob Brandon was just reminding know, me earlier he, that he, he kept you he, uh, came on the radio show when, when I was there the last time. He still yeah. remembers that experience. Yeah. Well John, you know uh, first of all I'm very touched by your story. Uh, my father uh lived the majority of his life in an orphanage. And so this is a, you know, this is a story I know something about from from his experience. And so the fact that you all would give love like that to children, and also the fact that you had an instant three children in one year, that's we pretty. Did. It was a pretty incredible uh, transition in our life. That's right. Well, I want to ask you, because we have a lot of fathers listening here today, and, you know, as as we conclude our our interview with you i just want to ask you what are what are the highest goals that a father has for his children and for and you and what you would say to other parents for their children 
sure. That is a great, uh, great question. And what I would say, Cindy, is the highest goal for me is I, I want to be a dad that exemplifies Christ in all that I say and all that I do. I'm, uh, I'm not perfect, obviously, and there are not any perfect fathers outside of our Heavenly Father. But I want to see my children, I, I want them to see their dad pursuing a godly relationship. We have some family values in our home, five of them. And the first one is to love God, obviously based on the Matthew 22, 39 passage, 37 to 39, where Jesus commands us to love God with all our heart. You know, I can talk a good talk about what it means to follow God and know God and have that firm foundation, but if they don't see it in me, um, I, I want their faith not just to be their dad's faith. I want them to see it emulated and exemplified in me. But then I want, I, I want to ask God to take that, uh, what they see, and I want that faith to become their own because at some point they have to live out their faith on their own um, because I, I want to leave that legacy. I want to leave that heritage of well, you faith. You know, it is important, John, for us to leave a legacy. And, and where we are in America today is because we have amnesia in regard to uh, what that, what that legacy has been for us. Well, John, I, you know, we, we want to have you on some Saturday, and let's talk about these five or six principles that uh, that you're using to um, to guide your children and to build faith in their hearts. And would absolutely uh, love that. Well, uh, you certainly are an example to all of us, and we want to thank you for taking time out today to be with us. And I pray that tomorrow you really will have a wonderful Father's Day. Thank you, Evelyn, Cindy. Good to be with you this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That is 1490 AM True Talk Radio. Streaming live at klgo.net. Also reminding you that you can catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. And of course, in the studios with me is founder and creator and director of Love Talk, which is Evelyn Davison, the first lady of love herself. Evelyn, that interview with John was awesome because that guy, he's able to get out of his mouth what's in his head, which tells me that it's not just in his head, it's in his heart. It's, you know, when you can finally get your message out is usually when it has become a lifestyle. It's, it's, you know, it's something you're not just thinking about or it's not just an ideal, but it's, it's really. So we want to appreciate him as today we're trying. You know, I started the program by saying, I love men. You know, I mean, this, I I, I love my man. I do. Well, I, they, are, they are a complete enigma to me. That You know, there's so much, they do so much on, on TV and everything about how men cannot figure oh, out I women. Know. Well, I got news for you, brothers. We're all sitting here going, well, I'll be, uh, who'd I wake up next to this morning? Where is that man I went to bed with last night? Because I will tell you, they can be, they can be one thing. You know, Jim can be all business, 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he and boy, don't bother him. He's all That's he's right. all business. He's in a and project. the next thing, he just needs a safe place to put a, put his head on somebody's yeah. shoulders yep. and care for him. Nothing better than to make him a batch of cookies. That man, <laughs> if I want a string of diamonds, all I have to do is put a bunch of cookies in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> likes brownies. Yes. Yeah, so. Well, you know, Cindy, uh, there are a lot of things we can say about fathers today. Uh, there was a parade uh, survey this week uh, on um, Parade Magazine, and uh, it was talking about the two things that men, I mean, it was a survey of 2,000 women and 2,000 men trying to put together what it is that men, basic fathers, basically need. And there were two things that the survey came up with, yeah. and one was recognition, and the second one is respect. Well, you know that in the love language, it's one of the key things that men love to have. I mean, they're willing, A, they're willing to go to war for you. Right. You know, they're willing to provide for you and protect you. They, in return, one of the things that a man really loves, or, or so we're told, mm-hmm. uh, is appreciation. Sure. With that, and that's the same thing. Not recognition so much as in a, is in a plaque mm-hmm. necessarily, but just as in, I know what you're, I know what you're doing for me, honey. I, I know you're there I for me. I tell that regularly. So it, it is important that we do that. And, you know, I guess the two founding principles that we would say about a family today are in those same things. Is it in respect for each other as individuals, but also in recognition of the value that we have to each other? And not only in a family, Cindy, but in a nation, because that's where we are today. It's because the family is so broken in so many different ways. Uh, we are seeing the results uh, and, and the fruit of her not paying attention to that. Well, I will tell you. Now, I can get a little rabbit on this subject. You and I both have, you have all sons. We both have a son. Juan has a son now. We yeah. can include Juan in our conversation. No, you know, um, you and I have lived in this age of kind of the culturally things trying to get right, mm-hmm. quote, with women. You right. know, in other words, oh, yes. you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, feminism came at a cost to oh, this absolutely. culture because it wasn't either a biblical uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I never get run off the road by a man or some, I mean, I do. What I'm getting ready to say is every time I get run off the road by a man, cut off, or some man rushes me to the door and, and literally is willing to knock me down to get in the door first, I think, you know what my first thought is? Is where was his mama? Yes. <laughs> she helped raise him, right? You know, and we've had in our culture, we've had a little bit too much mama lately. You know, we're raising a whole host of boys, and I'm looking towards us raising a whole society of men. And so, and you know what that takes, Evelyn? That takes a father. And while we're talking about this is not just a cultural viewpoint. It's, you know, when we start, we are in these movements of praying for a nation. We're trying to elect and select leaders for a nation. But the truth of the matter is, is that almost all of what's going on in this nation starts 
at the home front. It starts with an individual effort. It starts with us making peace with God, us living under the principles of God, and and really not just looking at it for everybody else. Oh, those people over there, they don't got it right. They're, you know, they're living in sin or whatever. No, it starts right here in our house, and that's why we're talking today about God's secret uh, weapon, family and fathers, and under the principle of what does it take to build a nation? Well, it's families. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't is family. how many buildings you put down. It isn't even how many roadways. Mm-hmm. It isn't any of that. It starts with the family. We started first, and we said the first one was that we value life. We, we accept the principles of our forefathers and the Christian principles and what the Bible says about the dignity of human life, that God values it. We're made in the image of God. Now we're going to move to this other principle. Which is family, Cindy. And, you know, if you look back um, at the heritage and the legacy of America, uh, there is no doubt whatsoever that it was built on the traditional marriage and family. It has been the backbone, Cindy, uh, of healthy order and um And a nation, and not blessing. just this nation. And blessing, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I love that, yes. Uh, God blesses family. And, you know, we can go back to Eden to see how God put all that together. And we did a little bit of that last week. But the important thing I think we need to establish today is that God does have a plan. He has a plan. And nature and common sense in men and women uh, is to produce, as God laid forth, the plan to build a nation. And so if we start dividing that, and we don't preserve the traditional family, um, then we are uh, we're going to be like Rome. Well, to be um, blind to the fact that uh, in our nation today, that if you look at the divorce rate, if you uh-huh. look at the poverty rate amongst single women with children, if you look at the non-traditional family, if you look at blended families, and you look at the statistics behind that, if you look at statistics of poverty, if you look at mm-hmm. statistics of, of despair and mental health, you are turning a blind eye to the yeah. truth. You know, you cannot become so tolerant that you become ignorant of Absolutely. the facts. And as a, as a nation, we have to have the courage not to judge or condemn, but the courage to speak the truth and to say that out of the traditional family comes the strength to pick one another up in crisis and not and then not having been dependent on a stranger or a government. Now, mm-hmm. you know, there's always time for that. No one is self-sufficient. You know, every everybody needs somebody and outside help at some point in their life. So we're not talking about right. that, but we are talking about an undergirding of the traditional family that if you say it's not that, you're just turning a blind Die to the reality of what a what God says, and in the in, in an ideal of being temperate in this age, mm-hmm. a blind eye to the facts. That's true, Cindy. And when we look at what a traditional family it, it is, it's what God ordained as the first institution in the in Genesis, and that's Genesis two. When Nick Boychese was here uh, 
for the National Day of Prayer Week, uh, he made a statement two or three times that just burned deeply into my heart. And this is what he said. Nick doesn't have any feet. He has no legs. He has no thighs. He has two little toes on one side, and we don't know what else on the other side. And he has no arms. And no arms and no hands. So he is not a person who can take care of himself. He has four major caregivers. But he was reared, he was raised in a family that saw him not as a freak, but as a gift from God. And he said that several times. But one of the statements that Nick made that I want us to really nail today as we talk about this is that he said, I would rather live without arms and feet and legs than to have to live in a broken home. He said, I value my home more than I would value my feet, my hands, and my legs. Now, he said that four or five different ways. Well, let me, let me ask you, why okay. did he say that? He said that because a key part of his ministry is ministering to the brokenness. Right. He ministers, he, and we were there for it, right. to uh, youth all across this nation whose lives are so broken out of their homes that in many ways they're, they have a greater disability, although they have arms and legs mm-hmm. and everything physically there, but inside they're incapacitated and disabled because of the shattering of their souls. And now this is, once again, we've all been down the road of heartache. We all have heartache in, either in our own personal lives, I have, or in our extended families. This is not about condemnation, but this is about why we struggle to maintain this family unit. It will always be a fight, and we have to value it in order to fight for it. That's too silly. And it all begins with relationships. Uh, you know, when God made us, Cindy, I said, you know, he took me and made him from dirt, and he made us from, you know, from the heart. God took, according to the scriptures or design, he took part of Adam and made women. Uh, and Adam started with dust. And, you know, we always tell that little story about the little boy that came in screaming one day and told his mother, come quick, come quick, Mommy, there's somebody under my bed. And she went in to look, and she said, there's nobody under the bed. He said, Mom, there's dust under the bed. said, somebody's either coming and going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we forget that we were designed for relationships, and that's the important key here, Cindy. And the the making that the thing that God did when He made Adam, uh, He saw even as magnificent as the world in which we live, the realm of the heavens that He created, and and the blood and the flesh of a man and a man's heart. He saw that there was something missing. And he looked, and he, he, he really, it was a heavenly conversation, and it was the first triune God conversation. He said, it's not good for a man to live alone. And so it was then that he made Eve, and he established what we call the family. And, and Cindy, when he established them, he gave them reason for living and loving, and he charged them to do two things, get busy Take care of the garden where they live, their family, their relationship, but also to multiply and to bless each other in the land in which they live. And so, Cindy, 
that's what a family is. You're right, Evelyn. We're going to take our break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about two are better than one. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word that is 1490 True Talk Radio, streaming live at KLGO. Reminding you can also catch up with Evelyn and I at lovetalknetwork.com. And, of course, in the studio with me is founder and creator of Love Talk, First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison. And, Evelyn, we were setting up this second principle of the family and it, in many ways, it sounds like you and I are trying to reinstitute the law. And you and I know that, you know, the law in itself is a, God's law, mm-hmm. the, the Mosaic law, and uh, the, all that came down is never in and of itself is never successful. Because, but you, so you have to step back and go, okay, so this was God's order. It's not, he's not just asking us to keep to his order so that we get it right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's always a reason behind his, re- a logic, but more than that, love mm-hmm. behind every bit of God's order. And he, and it, and you said it. And when you were laying it out, and it is this. It's about relationship. How many people are out there right now in broken relationships or on the precipice of a broken relationship? And they'll tell you one of the greatest things that they're combating is disappointment and despair and destruction and loneliness and the feeling of isolation and rejection. You know, this is why the Lord said it's not good for man. To be alone. Yeah, and for yeah. have us to come into relationship as human beings, you know, we can be so tolerant culturally and think we're so enlightened. But if we forget the basics of who we are as humanity, which is that we're made for relationship. And as a woman, now you all, man, hang on here for just a second. Our bodies are not made for multiple relationships. There are many, many diseases that are that a woman is prone to whenever she has multiple relationships. Our wombs are just not made for that. Mm-hmm. We can we're made to be with one man. Otherwise, our bodies succumb to certain things, and you know the human papilloma virus. We're not going to get into all of that. But anyway, just to say, there's evidence all the way through of what it is we're the specialness. Uh, of God's creation. That's right. That's right. And why we want to preserve that, to both be at peace with God, be at peace as a nation, be at peace in our homes. And so I want us just to talk quickly about this idea that the Bible talks even more about in Ecclesiastes where it says two are better than one. one. Why? Because they have a good return for their work. In other words, you're multiplying your, your, your resources. If one falls down, another helps them up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. In other words, a family by together is a unit that is strong and standing for those things that they've determined in their household, the kind of thing John was talking about. 
And then finally, the word says this, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. What does that mean, Evelyn? Well, marriage is for two, and it has to be opposite, Cindy. That's what marriage is. So it, you know, it can't, it doesn't work with this principle. And that's what we teach on Love Talk is principles and promises. And that is that God ordained marriage of male and female. And so the the important thing is, is that uh, it's a relationship with one who's made us. As, you know, our father loves us. Uh, a father also loves his wife and his family and is in that position that God has placed him to give godly leadership. And God, we have to tell you, Cindy, God's blessings flow when people honor God's way. His blessings do not come often apart from his way, other to bring us back to his way. And so the scriptures tell us plainly we are to honor father and mother. But you know, the family is the first institution that God ordained, and um, it's precious to us that those strands which he placed in our lives are to bring us encouragement and hope and help. And he calls us, as, as you read from this scripture, to work together. Not to work against each other, but to work together. And King Solomon wrote that about his own father, David. He said, when I was a boy in my father's house, he taught me. He said this. Lay hold on my words with all your heart. You know, when I when you talk about it, it's precious to us. I had kind of a nostalgic moment this week. Um, well, I have had. I've been thinking about my dad and all of oh, his yeah. funny things, and, you know, and and as as he's he's at home with Jesus. But I watched the Patriot. Ooh. And and when the first son. You know, is taken off in chains. The second son comes. The, the younger son comes to try to protect his. Uh, as the English take the the elder son off, he comes and he's shot and killed. And so he loses but one to chains and another son immediately. One of the things that I get concerned about with us as a as a nation is when you talk about it. You know, it's we can talk about it being precious. But is it something that we would fight for, to preserve, to protect, to promote? You know, this is what, when we talk about where were our forefathers, this is what they were fighting for. Right. They, In many ways, they sacrificed the very things they were fighting for. These days, we tend to sacrifice our children on the altar of convenience. Mm-hmm. You know, which which caused me to question, do we really think family is precious Mm -hmm. or not? I mean, how precious is it if we can go and get another one or we've been told that we're better off by ourselves or we can be just, you know, just as good by ourselves? You know, what the picture is is that it took of the American families, it took a whole family to uh, carve out a place in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And it was the family that stuck together. And that dealt with tragedies like this. I mean, it wasn't an easy task, no, to keep and it the is family easy together. To today, Cindy, when we look at it, and as we're talking today about fathers, uh, there are some principles we really want to lay down. First of all, God's plan for the family is marriage between man and woman, and and children that honor 
a father and a father that honors children. And it has to come from a healthy relationship, Cindy. And the way we re- we really get healthy relationships is when we communicate with God and we listen to him. I got a little picture this week that just says, I put on my computer, it says, a little girl praying, a baby praying. And she says, Lord, I can't say it with words. Can you please just uh, speak? Listen to my heart. Could you, instead of me just giving you words, could you listen to my heart? And that's what we need in America today, Cindy, is the heart of God and the heart of man. And God's plan is that we honor each other, that we come to that point that we respect each other for who we are and what it is God's doing in our life. And above all things else, Cindy, as we go back and review that first principle, was the, the uniqueness of life. Life is divine. It's given by God. It's blessed by God. And so children are a blessing of the Lord. So as we think about that today, and you think about Father's Day tomorrow, and and your fathers, as you're just listening to us today, think about what it is God wants you to do with your life. That's right. Evelyn, as fathers, as you get ready for tomorrow, we know you won't be putting on fancy duds. But do this one thing. Dress up in love. Colossians 3.13. This has been Love Talk on the Word. Love Talk has been brought to you by The Word 99.3 and 98.5 in Austin, as well as Love Talk's partnering sponsors, Ellison Salazar, Casa Mechanical Services, Hill Country Landscape, Ray Gardner Triad Ministries, First Baptist Church Pflugerville, and The Good News Journal.